The American Council of the Blind presents ACB Reports, a monthly news magazine containing topics of interest to people who are blind or have low vision. I'm Mike Duke. This month, the American Foundation for the Blind has a new information resource for seniors with vision loss, and Lynn Cooper offers a few tips on shopping for clothing. But let's begin ACB Reports for December 2007 by putting on our coat. No, it's not the warm coat Lynn Cooper will tell us about later. This coat is an organization which promotes the availability of accessible technology. ACB's Eric Bridges explains. It's the Coalition for Accessible Technology. It's a membership organization made up of disability organizations that represent hearing loss, blindness, as well as uh, developmental disabilities. It's accessible technology, so it ranges from issues such as accessible cell phones, which is a real big topic within the blindness community, to uh, the digital TV transition that's coming up in uh, February of 2009. And obviously that means a lot to everyone, uh, disabled or not. There's a whole host of kind of sub-issues that CODE is dealing with concerning that particular issue. The American Council of the Blind is one of the founding members and is on the steering committee of CODE, and we've got a real strong presence along with the American Foundation for the Blind. CODE is an organization made up of organizations. Are there individual members as well? Generally speaking, it is organizations. And what we have done and what we continue to do is encourage ACB affiliates to join. All they have to do is email me at ebridges at acb.org and let me know that their affiliate is interested in joining. I will put them on a mailing list where they will receive meeting information. COAT meets once a month here in Washington, D.C., but they have a call-in number so that folks from across the country can call in and participate as well. The press releases that I've seen have, as you said, all dealt with either accessible cell phones or various concerns raised with the transition to digital television, which during 2008, I'm sure we'll hear more about, is Cote considering expanding into audio issues such as descriptive video? We are there. And just as a quick little uh, advertisement here, I guess, as long as folks have cable, it doesn't have to be digital cable, but as long as they have cable in their homes, they won't lose the ability to have digital until 2012. It's only for folks that are getting their signal through rabbit ears or an antenna. I just want to be clear on that because that's something that has not been well publicized, Mike, and is something that the FCC just sent down within the last couple months through the National Association of Broadcasters as well as the National Cable Telecommunications Association, there's going to be millions upon millions of dollars in advertising spent on this. However, COAT and ACB individually are very much concerned that these organizations are sending mixed messages in comparison to what the government is sending. That is something that is of great importance to not just the disability community, but to everyone that isn't receiving digital cable or regular cable these days. So there's a whole host of issues that need to be dealt with in the coming year. The Consumer Advisory Committee of the FCC, which is made up of folks from industry, 
and from different disability groups is looking at this issue. No member of ACV or no producer of video description programming was appointed to this iteration of the CAC, which is profoundly disappointing to not only CODE, but even more so to ACB. A letter was sent to uh, Chairman Kevin Martin of the FCC concerning that very issue. Along with it was attached the resolution that was passed at the ACB convention this summer concerning that issue. How many organizations are involved right now? There's over 120 members of which there are several uh, ACB affiliates, but we need more blindness groups to join. ACB affiliates would be great. There are, of course, other disabilities groups involved as well. The hearing loss community is very active because uh, closed captioning and the challenges that cable providers and that TV manufacturers who are producing digital TVs are having concerning closed captions. And uh, the whole kind of a companion issue that's near and dear to our hearts is video description. Unfortunately, we haven't received a good answer from the FCC uh, concerning what the availability of video description will be after the transition is complete in February of 2009. That's something that we continue to work on through COAT and also ACB with the FCC. There are no dues, but do you have uh, officers or... We've got a steering committee that's made up of uh, AFB, ACB, AAPD, which is the American Association of People with Disabilities, the Hearing Loss Association, and the uh, National Association of the Deaf. So it's, you know, while there is a kind of a broader constituency of folks with disabilities, the deafness community and the blindness community are really the ones that felt that there was a profound need to begin a coalition of this sort. They have a website if you want to find out uh, more about the organization, read their agenda. It's www.coataccess.org. Coat is working on getting uh, a piece of legislation introduced, and this hasn't happened yet. But Congressman Ed Markey, who's a Democrat from Massachusetts, is interested in introducing a piece of legislation that would most likely be attached as an amendment to the uh, Telecommunications Act, which is up for reauthorization. And what would be in this bill would be accessibility provisions with regard to technology. And a couple of things that ACB and AFB have worked on is putting in language that would restore the video description mandate and uh, something that I think is equally as cool, if not even cooler, is the whole concept of the accessible user interface, which is being able to utilize consumer electronics to their fullest extent. The example I would give is digital TV. People who are blind or visually impaired really can't independently access all the features of their TV. And I hope this won't be limited to television because I see more and more consumer radio products that are practically unusable if you can't read a screen. Correct. The language is broad enough so that it encompasses consumer electronics. But the example that I think is probably most readily, someone has a TV in their home, and uh, you can turn it off, you can turn it on, you can use the volume, you can channel up, channel down, and hit the number button. But in order to go and purchase uh, a pay-per-view movie off of On Demand or to record 
through your DVR or your TiVo, you can't do it on your own. In fact, there's a lot more buttons showing up on these remotes. They're becoming less and less friendly to just a common everyday user. And so our hope is that this language will be uh, an enforcement mechanism. That leads us into a discussion of what else is going on now that Congress is back in session. We last talked about pending legislation back in September at the end of the fiscal year. Just a quick update. The NLS Digital Talking Book Program is still waiting for funding because the Legislative Branch Appropriations Bill has not been brought to the floor of the Senate yet. The government is under a continuing resolution, which means that they're funding uh, government agencies under fiscal year 2007 spending levels. And so uh, until the legislative branch bill hits the floor, we don't really have anything new to report with regard to the funding of it. There was a bill within the last couple weeks, actually it was introduced on White Cane Day, October 15th, that would seek to raise the earnings limit for folks on SSDI who are blind only gradually over the next three years to somewhere around $1,100. The introduction of this piece of legislation was done by Congressman John Lewis, who's a Democrat from Georgia. It's unclear to us as to the likelihood of the legislation moving forward. And the only reason why I say that, Mike, is that I guess the recent past concerning this issue and legislation that's been introduced has not been all that positive. Members of Congress, I think, are generally supportive of it, but the likelihood of blind folks getting the SGA raised only for them is not as likely as raising it for everyone. Has ACB given you any direction as to what we need to do with that bill? ACB has a long history of supporting the raising of the earnings limits for all folks who are getting Social Security benefits. Um, We feel that that's probably the most effective way to attack the earnings cliff issue that the blindness community has. This day and age, there are all sorts of advocacy groups representing different disability constituencies. They all have merit, and uh, members of Congress listen to them as well. So we certainly don't oppose it, that's for sure. I guess the major question is, will Congress decide to move this issue forward? One quick thing related to Social Security, I'm sure a lot of the folks listening already know this, but the Social Security Administration has raised the earnings limit for blind folks, and this is folks collecting SSDI, from $1,500 a month to $1,570 a month. This is for blind only. Eric Bridges is the Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind in Washington, D.C. Do you have comments about today's program? Send an email message to reports at acbradio.org. Or write to us at American Council of the Blind, 1155 15th Street, Northwest, Suite 1004, Washington, D.C., 20005. Earlier this year, the American Foundation for the Blind unveiled its new senior site, 
a web page containing information especially for the growing population of seniors with vision loss. Priscilla Rogers from the AFB Center on Vision Loss in Dallas described the web page. For those of you who don't know what senior site is, and it's spelled S-E-N-I-O-R-S-I-T-E, AFB is a website for older people with vision loss and their family members. The reason that we did this is because we know there are so many people with vision loss, and we have an epidemic of vision loss in this country, especially with the numbers of people having macular degeneration. And we are about 8 million people who are expected to have severe macular degeneration, so we know that we have a major issue. And we also know that it takes a long time for people to find services, and often they lose hope, and they don't know that there's any help out there. I've found in my work that people can go a decade without finding out about help, and that's awful. What AFB has hoped to do through this new senior site is to give people connections to services. We know that right now a lot of seniors aren't on the web yet. They will be as my group ages out. I'm a baby boomer. But also right now a lot of family members are using the Internet. So we hope for family members to be able to find this website and to find out about what can be done to help their older family member to cope with vision loss and to find that help. And our mantra for the website is help, hope, and connection. We have it in contrasting colors, and it's a larger font size than most other websites. There's a place on the website at the top to change the text size to larger and to change the contrast. So that can be done easily, and it's also set up to be read with, of course, screen readers, so it's really easy to use. On the website, we have five major sections. Understanding vision loss, finding help and support, changing your home, daily living, and fitness and fun. And all the work that we've done, the focus groups we've run, the um, work that all of us in the field have done for years, we've found that these are some of the most important things that people want to know. The first section is on understanding vision loss, and in that section we have information about different kinds of eye conditions that people have. We have information about medical resources, visiting your eye care professional because lots of people don't know what to do about that. And we even have a medical resources roundups where people can go and find out about the kind of research that's going on. We also will have information about vision loss and the challenges of aging, such as diabetes and hearing loss. And we'll be adding more. This website is a work in progress. Of course, we have links to ACB under Finding Health and Support, which is another section on here, and probably the most important section because people need to be able to find the help and services to be able to live independently and to live their lives as they've always lived them. We have a major link to ACB under peer support groups. If you go in that section, there's a big link there to ACB. We also have a place for finding helpful services a family member or a consumer can click on that and go to their state where they live and find the services that are available to seniors. We also have a section on practicing self-advocacy. The third major part is changing your home. And in Dallas, where we have the new Center on Vision Loss that we've set up, we have a demonstration apartment that we have set up with color, contrast, texture, as many products as we can think of and technology so that people can come in and try things out. We're not a teaching center, but we are a demonstration center. We've had people there from all over the country. But the reason I'm telling you that is that we use that 
for our basis for doing this section on changing your home. And we actually have a tour of each room in the apartment and showing people different things that they can do to make their home accessible. And one of the new parts of our website is on office space because we know that a lot of people want to have a home office. And so we have put a section up here on setting up your home office. And we even have some videos that talk to people and tell them uh, how they can do that. And all the videos, they're audio described so that anybody getting on the website would know what's going on with the video. And all the pictures have alt text so you'll know what's in the pictures. We also have in the home survey checklist information about emergency services and the information that ACB has put up for what you should do in, in terms of an emergency and also with your dog guides. And we have adaptations in the community as well so that people will know what's available to them, ATMs or accessible transportation and so forth. The fourth major section is daily living. We are not trying to be rehab teachers here on this website, but we also know that a lot of times when people have vision loss, they have no idea that they can continue doing things they've always done. And so what we have tried to do here is to give people some very quick and dirty information about what they can do. We tell them about signature guides, writing guides. Uh, we tell them where to get help, you know, how to get a rehab teacher to help you if you want to learn Braille, or if you want to learn orientation mobility skills, where to get uh, those types of services. We also have a little bit of information on reading and writing and cooking, getting around, caring for yourself, which includes grooming. We have a lady in Dallas who, uh, at 82, has come to our center and done a lot of things for us, and she shows how she puts on her makeup. We also have a video on a man shaving, so we didn't leave you men out either. We also have a section on taking care of business and managing your finances. And finally, um, Gil Johnson did a piece for us on parenting and grandparenting because so many seniors are now finding themselves doing that, and that's really a critical part. We also have a section on continuing to work, and we don't have enough on that yet. Most of you know we have Career Connect, but I feel very strongly about older people wanting to continue to work and have done a lot of work in that area, so we feel like we need to add to that section, and if any of you want to volunteer to help out, we'd love to get your help. And we also have a guide to products, and that takes you back to the AFB product guide where we have information about a number of products, where you can get that information, and also to access World so you can find out what AFB has done about testing devices or other organizations have done about testing certain devices that we have on the site. The last section we have on the website is on fitness and fun. We have a section on hobbies and crafts, game night, reading and vision loss, and that's where we have talking books and MP3 players and all those good things, leading an active lifestyle, and that would include golfing or tandem biking or any kind of, of activity, uh, exercise, like I said, bowling, you name it, and gardening. We have gardening on here. Again, I want to say to you, though, if there's an activity we don't have on this part of the site and you do it or you know someone who does, please let us know because we want to get something up. This is your chance to shine and tell people about activities that you do as well. Uh, the homepage is devoted into three sections. The, on the left-hand side are the five sections that I just talked to you about, understanding vision loss, finding help and support, changing your home, daily living, fitness and fun, and so forth. And then in the middle of the page, we have the senior site videos and uh, our message board section. And we really need people to get on the message boards and respond and ask questions because that's a section that really needs a lot of beefing up right now. And we know you all have the answers and, and a lot of the questions that we need to be having up here. 
Then the third side of the website on the third column, we have tips that we send out if somebody signs up for our little newsletter. This tip this time is about learning more about handling your medications. But every two weeks we put a new tip up. And the videos uh, range from vision simulations, because we know that a lot of times family members and friends don't have any clue at all about what you see. And so, although we can't totally graphically depict that, we do have a little video that shows several different eye conditions that particularly relate to being older. We also have personal stories. People are talking about how they've adjusted to vision loss, what their family member has done, and some of them involve family members being involved on the video. We have a section on changing your home. Home, one on daily living with several different types of techniques, organizing and identifying medications, orientation and mobility inside a guide, and also some information on technology. Most of the videos run anywhere from one to three minutes. We have 37 of them up there right now, and we'll be adding some more. I encourage you all, please, to send us notes. We have a, an email address. It's seniorsite, S-E-N-I-O-R-S-I-T-E, at AFB.net. Just to give us any ideas that you have and concerns that you have if you think there's some things that are not working right. It's AFB, like American Foundation for the Blind, dot org forward slash seniorsite, S-E-N-I-O-R-S-I-T-E. And if you can't remember all of that, it's AFB.org, and on the home page of AFB.org, on the left-hand side, there is a big, big link to senior sites. Priscilla Rogers was recorded during the 46th Annual Convention of the American Council of the Blind in Minneapolis. From the American Council of the Blind, you're listening to ACB Reports. receives questions about where to find the clothing she describes during this program. This month, she provides a brief list of shopping resources just in time for the holidays. The mention of specific retail outlets herein is neither an endorsement nor an advertisement. Women can now find designer looks, thankfully, at middle-range stores. Designers such as Isaac Mizrahi is doing a line and has been for quite a few years for Target. Really moderately priced classic looks. Target also features what they call their Go, G-O designers, and those are really fashion-forward. Uh, they skew to a younger audience, but they've got some really fun designers from around the world, and they carry these designers, different people every year. I think they do three different designers a year, possibly two, but that's really a fun way to get a little fashion-forward piece into your wardrobe. They also are nice because they do the handbags and the accessories, these designers. This seems to be the trend, Mike, with these middle-range stores appealing to the designer looks, but in a way that is truly accessible. Kohl's, K-O-H-L-S, they started in my home state, Wisconsin. They're very similar to Target. And Vera Wang, who actually, Mike, started as an ice skater. She was a semi-professional ice skater years ago, started designing ice skating outfits, went to design ball gowns and evening wear, and now designs fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollar wedding gowns and evening gowns that are upwards of ten thousand dollars for movie stars. 
she has also done some really, really wonderfully classic pieces, daywear, and her first line is being introduced at Kohl's online, and it's uh, kohls.com slash Vera Wang, V-E-R-A-W-A-N-G. These are really nice classic pieces, beautiful fabrics, and really moderately priced coats, $120, dresses, $50, $60, and they're really, really nice looks. And they show a definite fashion-forward theme, and yet you're not breaking the bank. H&M, I don't know if a lot of our listeners are familiar. It's really an interesting store. They've been around for 60 years, but here in the U.S. and in Spain only uh, since the year 2000. H&M is a Swedish company, and H stands for henne, which um, means woman in Swedish, and M is for Moritz, which was a part of the name of a hunting store that this company bought out back in the 40s. They do amazing reworking of runway looks. They have things that uh, really, I believe, any age can get into, and the prices are really moderate. They're quite well made. Unfortunately, right now, they are online. I don't know that they have a big selection online, but they are in major cities. So check if you live in an urban area or get to one, because I know we have a couple here in Chicago, certainly New York, and I think they're growing because of their success. And they actually do menswear too, so it's a little bit trendier, but they do a really good price point, and they rework the looks that you see on the runway that season. And of course, our dear old Gap. And the Gap has returned to classics, And if you need T-shirts, classic sweaters, those basics, a French cuff, white cotton shirt, you can't go wrong. But be careful because they don't do a lot of synthetic blends. You are going to be looking at either having the shirts laundered or having some ironing ahead of you. Lynn Cooper developed the Mirrors Project as part of her personal and professional effort to make the world accessible to all people and to offer positive reflections to people of all abilities. These personal image segments heard on ACB Reports are an ongoing part of the Mirrors Project. Lynn has established an email address through which to receive your feedback, comments, and suggestions regarding these personal image segments. That address is mirrors1usa at yahoo.com. You've been listening to ACB Reports, heard on radio information services nationwide on side four of the Braille Forum cassette edition and throughout the world on acbradio.org. ACB Reports is produced at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi, a service of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Send suggestions and comments about this program to reports at acbradio.org. Contact the American Council of the Blind online at acb.org or phone 800-424-8666. Thanks for listening, and please join us again next month for another ACB Reports. Connecting the blind community around the world, this is ACB Radio.